Islamic Medical Association of South Africa presents Medical Fire this Tuesday, 3rd January 2023, between 8 and 9 p.m. on your favorite radio station. Join me, Faisal M.G. Suleiman, when I will chat to Dr. Ismail G. H. Randri, a specialist physician and nephrologist practicing in Durban, who will discuss sleep apnea and its consequences. Sleep apnea is a very important condition with long-term dire consequences, which is not understood. And Dr. Randri will appraise us of the consequences of sleep apnea. Medical File is an interactive program, giving you the opportunity of posing your questions on sleep apnea to Dr. Randri. Medical Medical File, file. this Tuesday at 8 p.m. on your favorite radio station. Sleep presents with symptoms which the patient himself or herself may not be aware of. Mm-hmm. So, are there different types of sleep apnea? Gee, so there are three types that the literature describes. The most common is called obstructive sleep apnea and the term refers to obstruction of the upper airways. We'll get to that later on. Mm-hmm. The second is called central encephalitis, head injury, some form of brain circulation problems and therefore they have difficulty in breathing as a result of that center and the third type is a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, having said that, is it true that this condition is often underdiagnosed, unrecognized and undertreated? Excellent question. Now, for any illness in medicine, to have an appropriate therapy, the diagnosis is important and to diagnose something one needs to have a recognition of the symptoms Mm -hmm. that the patient is going to present with and the treatment then follows. So let's look at these three factors that you brought to my attention. The relevance of all of this is that these are patients and the listeners need to be aware of this. These are patients that present to different specialists over a period of time. So Mm -hmm. let's take patient A, 55-year-old male, business executive, successful in whatever he does. He now has got chest pains. Mm -hmm. In the background history of diabetes, he carries a bit of weight, he's got high blood pressure, he's got cholesterol issues, and now having gone to the cardiologist with chest pain, he has an ECG, he has an exercise test test, he has a echocardiogram, nothing seems to be the matter, the blood tests are not suggesting anything, he's then reassured. The pain continues, he then now is referred to a gastroenterologist. Why? Because there is a sensitivity, maybe this is a reflux disease problem. Mm -hmm. So there is acid reflux that they have to consider. The physicians then come and advise him together with the diabetic specialist that look, 
somehow your blood pressure control is not optimal, your sugar control is not optimal, your weight gain is excessive. Patient now is quite concerned because none of the illnesses that he has is beginning to show up in terms of investigations. There are categories of patients that present to neurologists mm -hmm. with headaches, with memory disturbances. By the time this patient has seen so many specialists, then there is a frustration that develops in the patient and then the patient is advised that perhaps your work pressures have caused you to have some sort of psychological problem. Maybe you should see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You know, you sound very anxious. There are episodes of depression. You are tending to be forgetful, inattentive in your meetings. And finally, these patients across the board, across the cultural centers, we have spiritual healers who come in mm -hmm. and they then now try and understand what is going on. So in a nutshell, sleep apnea, as we will see, will present with symptoms and signs that will fit in many of these specialist categories. Now having said that, what are some of the symptoms that doctors look for of, of sleep apnea? Okay, so the symptoms can be divided into two. Those symptoms, by the way, listener symptoms are what patients complain of, or in this case, what the attendant is observing. <coughs> Loud, disruptive snoring is one very prominent feature. Mm -hmm. The person tends to choke during the sleep and gasps, snorting. Some of them stop breathing. You'll find the spouse saying that, you know, I'm afraid to leave him because he stops breathing. And if an individual has stoppage of breathing for up to 10 seconds, five times per minute, that is significant. They are restless in the sleep. They tend to be moving about quite a lot. So those are symptoms at night. Now comes the morning, whether it's fajr time, in a Muslim community, they have this dull headache. Mm -hmm. they, team, they seem to be tired during the day, fatigued, irritable. The ability to concentrate is not the same. They tend to doze off. So can you imagine a corporate meeting at 11 o'clock and the person who is at the head of the meeting tends to fall off to sleep mm -hmm. or in the late afternoon. So we have now summarized symptoms at night, symptoms in the morning. What's the relevance of what I'm saying? The relevance is if you are employed as a, a truck driver or a bus driver or somebody who's doing work in, on the road, you are at risk of accidents with Absolutely. Or for example, injury. If you are handling machinery, in a, in a butcher shop, for example. Mm -hmm. So you can see that we have a category of patients where unless the person comes to you, sits in front of you with somebody who knows him or her well, you don't know these symptoms because they themselves are not aware of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, just before we continue, I'm going to prepare for an ad break, but just to remind our listeners that you are listening to Medical Files brought to you by the Islamic Medical Association of South Africa, and also to remind our listeners that doctors and guests on this program will help you with advice, with any advice. However, they don't know your medical history or have, ex or have not examined you. Please verify any advice given with your doctor as neither the Islamic Medical Association nor the guests nor 
know the relevant radio stations that this program is being broadcast over will be responsible or liable for any problems that might result as a result of such advice. Please remember that you have not been examined and your medical history is not known to the doctor, so the advice that's going to be dispensed with is general advice. It's time for us to visit the marketplace. We'll continue on the other side of this, and on the other side of this, we're going to be talking to Dr. Randry, who's going to talk to us about what signs what should lo one should look out for when dealing with sleep apnea. Association of South Africa, hosted by myself, Faisal M.J. Suleiman. Medical Files is being broadcast this evening live on Radio Al-Ansar, CII Radio, Voice of the Cape, Radio 786, Sirius FM, Radio Islam, and IFM, and all listening to us on audio streaming and other platforms. I want to welcome all of you to the to Medical Files, and just to remind you that this is an interactive program, and if you have any questions for Dr. Randry, you can forward them to us via WhatsApp on 060 9041056. I repeat 060 9041056. Or you can call us at our studios on 0861 That's 0861 I want to encourage you to forward your questions via WhatsApp as that will help us to facilitate it on a much easier basis. But you are still welcome to call us 0861 Now, uh, Ismail, you know, just prior to the ad you know, we discussed the symptoms of sleep apnea. And uh, the question I'm going to pose to you, the one sh what should one look out for? But before I pose that question, just from a practical point of view, you did mention something about snoring and things like that. Now, last night while playing Salah, the person next to me, who was, uh, uh, he was, uh, he was uh, uh, can I say overweight if that's the right word I'm using? Uh, I was about to say he was healthy, but then <laughs> there's a major difference. But in Salah, he was breathing heavily, which was very tantamount to snoring. I mean, if one doesn't know his performance, one would think he's snoring. What could be the cause of that? 
Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Very important to remember that when you asked about signs, one of the signs for sleep apnea that it may be taken or the tongue may be taken mm-hmm. when one goes behind there may be enlargement of the adenoids and tonsils it may very well be this individual had a bit of upper respiratory tract sinus infection mm-hmm. so the signs are threefold one the presence of obesity this is important you know a lot of us including myself needs to have a relook at the body mass index if the body mass index is over 30 certainly over 40 there is a problem years gone by whenever we went to buy a shirt we looked at and we were told what is your collar size mm-hmm. yes. 18 inches is what the textbook says if you've got a short neck where you've got a thicken neck of 18 inches and more that's another telltale sign and on ENT examination so it doesn't necessarily mean the patient has to go to the ear nose and throat surgeon a family practitioner can also look at it you know does he has enlarged tonsils is the back of the throat inflamed do you have a deviated nasal septum now what's the relevance of this in obstructive sleep apnea the muscles that are at the back of the throat they relax too much okay when one is in a deep form of sleep rem sleep so as a result of that they then have obstruction to breathing okay so having said that uh, what are some of the signs that one should look out for okay so the signs or the risk factors if you want to call it comes from the history so when you see a person short stature overweight history suggestive from the person living with him that these are the problems the first thing you ask is is there a family history of sleep apnea mm-hmm. often the textbooks say the male gender tends to be affected more elderly age from 50 onwards 60 and the presence of obesity so listeners remember this is the sort of patient that you going to look very carefully for not necessarily male only even the females certainly postmenopausal females females who have a a a, a sort of a thickened neck now you know with the the positioning of all of this we need to be aware we have to have an awareness that these are the possibilities mm-hmm. now you know you did mention earlier that uh, one goes to various tests before one tests for sleep apnea now if these symptoms are presented isn't shouldn't a doctor also include in his diagnosis or in his uh, examination that you know the possibility of, of sleep apnea why is this of what i gathered as a as a last resort I can't answer that except to say that there are certain medical conditions which listeners will have or their loved ones will have that we need to now focus on in this program. Mm-hmm. So when you have obstructive sleep apnea you are going to automatically have stress due to the low oxygen concentration. This then impacts on your blood pressure as we said. Mm-hmm. So high blood pressure is an accompaniment there is an entity called insulin resistance you are now beginning to become diabetic out of control 
The heart disease is something that you keep at the back of the mind and personality changes. Faisal, let's dissect each one. Okay. When it comes to high blood pressure, there is a tendency to heart disease, mm-hmm. stroke and kidney damage. When you've got diabetes, every patient with diabetes must know you've got eye changes, glaucoma, cataracts, background retinopathy, heart ECG changes, rhythm disturbances, mm-hmm. we call that arrhythmia, angina, uh, kidney problems, circulation and neuropathy. But look at the personality issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are functional individuals, whether at home or at the workplace. There's the element of agitation coming through, anxiety, depression, memory lapses, impaired com- concentration, and chronic obstructive sleep apnea tends to give you dementia over a period of time. Okay, okay. So we can't say that chronic sleep apnea is one of the causes of dementia as well. Do you know why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in our brain a particular area called the hippocampus. Mm-hmm. The hippocampus is responsible for memory. And if you've got chronic low oxygen to that particular area, it starts to shrink, the memory starts to alter more for the recent than for the past, and then you have the setting in of forgetfulness and dementia, but that's an extreme now. Okay. And, uh, you know, having said all of that, I mean, I introduced the program and I did mention that, uh, you know, sleep apnea is very rife. It's a, con- a condition which is not understood when it has, and which has long-term consequences. Having said that, what are some of the risk factors associated with sleep apnea? Well, this is where we have to look at causal and effect situation. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a prototype of a patient, short stature, thick neck, obese, the risk factors are there now. Mm-hmm. You then add into that equation the person's got high blood pressure, got diabetes, got cholesterol issues, got heart issues, got erectile dysfunction in a female, low levels of libido, okay. right? a tendency not to be confident within oneself. Now you get the personality issues. Put all that together, can you see that the diagnosis of obstructive sleep apnea doesn't stare at you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now you sit back, you reflect, and you say to the patient that you've done everything. You've been a compliant patient. Mm-hmm. You've taken your medication, you've done your investigations, nobody seems to find the problem. Could this be obstructive sleep apnea? And let's re-look at everything. Okay, okay. So what are the, some of the medical, associ- uh, medical conditions that arise from or are part of sleep apnea? Okay, I'm going to summarize those again for you. Diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, heart failure, angina. These are very well known. Stroke, kidney okay. damage. These are genuine conditions, for example, that we have to talk about. So let's refresh in ourselves. Stroke we mentioned, visual problems we mentioned, kidney disease we mentioned, dementia, depression, heart disease and sexual problems. All of these are so diverse that unless you looking out for this condition you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And uh, you know you've mentioned obstructive sleep apnea quite uh, regularly during our discussion, but what is this condition? 
Okay, the term obstruction, firstly we discussed that sleep apnea is an alteration in your breathing pattern. Mm -hmm. We mentioned what are the symptoms, what are the signs. Obstruction now refers to when a person is asleep, especially on one's back. Okay. Then the soft part at the back of the throat tends to fall, there is obstruction of air entry. So the term obstruction refers to a physical obstruction of air entry from the outside into the lung, giving you an inability to oxygenate the rest of your body. Okay. And uh, how does one then diagnose this condition? First and foremost, dear listener, is what we call history taking. And history taking is often requiring a collateral history, we mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Then the examination we mentioned. Now the gold standard is what we call a polysomnography. It's a sleeve study. There are special people. There is, for example, sleep clinic individuals. They come to you with a portable machine and do what they call a sleep study. Mm -hmm. The sleep study means they attach a machine onto you whilst you are asleep with a face mask to monitor three things. One, whether you've got disturbance in your breathing or absence of breathing, so we call it apnea and hypopnea, so therefore they call it the AHI index. Mm -hmm. Then they monitor the machine now automatically monitors the respiratory breathing disturbance index. And finally the oxygen saturation is calculated. So the formal report that you get back from an overnight study of this nature is that there were so many events of snoring in this time period mm -hmm. There was a disturbance index, the oxygen dropped to about 80 to 89 percent. You are in trouble. The next day then they come with the formal machine and titrate you to see whether putting CPAP, CPAP means continuous positive airway pressure, forcing air through these areas whether it improves oxygenation and the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And remarkably, after the titration, the next day the patient say, I had a better sleep, I don't have a headache, I'm much more alert, I feel much better. But obviously it's not a single event, it's going to be a life-changing event. Absolutely. Now, after the outbreak, Doctor, I'm going to ask you also the procedure. You did mention that you know you have these people from the sleep clinic that come in, they put in these machines, etc. But I need to know whether this is done in hospital, where you stay overnight, or can this be done at home? But we'll discuss this after the Inshallah. Just to remind our listeners that you're listening to Medical Files, brought to you by the Islamic Medical Association of South Africa. We are discussing sleep apnea and its consequences. And if you have any questions for Dr. Ismail Ranri, then you can forward them to us via WhatsApp on 060-904-1056. I repeat, 060-904-1056. We'll take the ad break, and on the other side of this, we'll continue with our discussion, inshallah. Make use of Max Tax Benefit by contributing to Rescue 786 before the fiscal year ends. Banking details. Bank FNB. Branch Lanasia. Branch code 250737.
Account number 62307346264. Section 18A certificates issued upon request. Email admin at rescue786.co.za. For more information, call 011-854-7022. Owning a prestige Mercedes-Benz is about so much more than just getting from A to B. It is a lifestyle choice that you want to carry through every aspect of your life. Shiraz Auto has a range of premium quality Mercedes-Benz collection products, such as jackets, watches, lifestyle accessories, and perfumes. For the Formula One enthusiast, we have the latest range in store. Pop in and see for yourself. Call 011-213-1100 and speak to our lifestyle team today. Or visit us at the corner of Nirvana Drive and Protea Avenue, Lanasia. Shiraz Auto is so much more than a car dealership. It is cars defined. Brought to you by the Islamic Medical Association of South Africa, hosted by myself, Faisal M.J. Suleiman. Medical Files is being broadcast this evening live on Radio Al-Ansar, CII Radio, Voice of the Cape, Radio 786, Sirius FM, Radio Islam and IFM, Port Elizabeth, and all listening to us on audio streaming and other platforms. Our topic for discussion this evening is sleep apnea and its consequences, and our very special guest to discuss this topic is Dr. Ismail Randri, a specialist physician and nephrologist who practices in Durban. Now, you know, uh, I did mention prior to the ad break that uh, you mentioned to us that there are certain tests that are con- conducted. Now, are these tests conducted in a hospital or can one do this at home? How does it work? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Prior to COVID, the routine was to motivate for a sleep study to be done in hospital, in a private room. Mm-hmm. The medical aid would then sanction it. The sleep study people will come they will attach the machine you'll have a restful sleep the next morning they will monitor what the findings are and where and they will then advise both the doctor and the patient that look we feel the patient needs to spend one more night in hospital because the suggestion is that there is obstructive sleep apnea and therefore this particular individual will need what we call a CPAP machine and we need to do a titration study. With COVID there was an inability for the people to be admitted to hospital. So what the sleep clinic individuals did was they then managed to facilitate the same process Mm -hmm. by going to people's homes and doing it in their own home, in the comfort of their home with the surroundings that they are familiar with and that excuse me that gave them a better response so yes the newer technology is not necessarily newer in the sense that it can't be done in hospital it just means that there was a diversion from the original Thank you for that, uh, Dr. Andy. Uh, also, there's a question that's coming from one of the listeners. It says, Assalamu alaikum, very interesting topic. No proper sleep at night, although I have my supper early before Maghrib Salah, and after Isha Salah I go to bed, Alhamdulillah, I get my sleep at half night, my sleep breaks causing reflux and indigestion. This is really uncomfortable, anonymous turban. I don't think this has any, de- any dealing with sleep apnea. Wa alaikum salam, jazakallah for the question. Obviously, there will be a lot of concerns for somebody who wakes up in the middle of the night with acid reflux. What we don't know about the individual is, as I said, the risk factors. Is it a male patient, overweight, with diabetes and high blood pressure, 
carrying perhaps an abdominal girth of over 100 centimeters, a short neck. So in this instance, it could very well be a combination of sleep apnea, but that question, the answer must come from the spouse or whoever's in the room, whether or not they got the symptoms that occur at night. Okay. There's many questions coming in, most of them due to a break of sleep, etc. We will deal with that. But just to get back to our discussion, uh, how does one treat obstructive sleep apnea? Okay, so there is a special machine called the CPAP machine. Mm -hmm. What it does is it forces pressure through the nasal passages or through the mouth via masks. Now the latest technology has been divided into two. They have improved the actual machinery itself. So it's no longer the big machine, it's a small portable machine. It's more like a hand luggage machine. Mm -hmm. It is automatic. It allows the heating and humidification of the air so the person doesn't wake up on CPAP machine with a dry mouth and a sore throat. The tubing is heated, especially in the winter months. So you've got now the newer technology, automatic machine. But over and above that phaser, some of them have, in amongst the newer devices, they can transfer the sleep information onto your smartphone okay. via an app. And that will then allow the tracking of sleep pattern is there any leakage through the tubing? How many uh, disturbance index episodes of snoring? And also indirectly check whether there's compliance. So that's the one category of improvement. The second is the mask itself. In the past, especially for the females, it was impossible to have a mask that was covering most of the face tightly. Now you've got special types of full range frameless masks, mm -hmm. nasal, facial and nasal pillows. Now obviously these are technical terms not easy to understand on a radio station program, mm -hmm. but there are enough people out there who will be able to tell you what's available. So that's the newer technology, that's the type of treatment. Regrettably, there are no drugs that can effectively uh, help you in sleep apnea. I did some research and there was one medication that they mentioned, uh, it's called Sunosi, S-U N-O-S-I, but it's not registered in this country. It's probably an experimental drug. So people still rely on the CPAP machine. Mm -hmm. It seems that, that that seems to be the lifesaver at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, having said that, uh, you know, you did mention some of the... Okay, uh, yeah, what are some of the necessary tests and procedures in order to diagnose sleep apnea? What sort of tests one undergoes? Okay, so rule number one, the history. Rule number two, the examination. Rule number three, the sleep study. Immediately after the sleep study, you do the titration. Once you do the titration, you determine whether the patient has an improvement in the snoring episodes, whether or not the index called AHI, apnea hypopnea, that means your breathing difficulty has improved, and lastly, whether the oxygen saturation has improved. So that's the way you do it. Mm -hmm. Just to remind our listeners in Durban that the time for Isha Salah for Durban has set in. The Azan for Isha Salah will be played at 9 o'clock after this program, inshallah. But for our listeners in Durban, the time for Isha Salah has set in. And uh, this is a medical file brought to you by the Islamic Medical Association of South Africa. Uh, Dr. Andrew, you know, I think a very important question is what impact 
does obstructive sleep apnea have on psychological, social and marital relationships? It's an excellent question. So from a psychological point of view, as a result of an unrefreshing sleep, so you wake up in the morning, you're already tired. Mm -hmm. It will impact on your interaction with your immediate family at home, and then it will extend to the work colleagues. And over a period of time, they will unfortunately progressively become a breakdown in relationship to the extent that depression sets in. Now let's extend that psychological impact onto the social scene. Here the individual with sleep apnea drifts away from friends. The events, they become very reclusive and in order to avoid confrontation there is a tendency to become antisocial. So now you've got psychological issues which override into the social. Now what about the work situation? Remember, if you are an employer who's got obstructive sleep apnea, it will impact on the way you handle your staff. Okay. Similarly, if you are an employee, then you'll be considered poor productivity, inattentive, not keen, always tired, sleeping, so there is a high risk of the employee being retrained. So can you see, it's a double-edged sword. Absolutely. You then move over to the domestic scene again, the patient comes home, they strain on home. Mm -hmm. Wife, husband, children, extended family. And let's be very open, there is always the concern in the marital home of erectile dysfunction and libido, and this is something that cannot be overlooked because that's when now breakdown of relationships occur. So how can we increase this awareness? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, you feel, I was going to ask you that as well, because one needs to, you know, there needs to be some sort of education on this, and uh, I'm sure you can assist us in answering that question. How can we increase the awareness? Well, to increase awareness, I hope the listeners by now have understood that you need a collateral history, that you need a particular type of person that fits into this milieu. Then one programs like this would remind us. Mm -hmm. Secondly, let's revisit the general practitioner. Explain to your general practitioner or your specialist, you've done your best. Mm -hmm. You've done so many investigations, so many tests, everything seems to be normal. I've heard this program, I seem to be fitting into this profile of an obstructive sleep apnea patient. Mm -hmm. Can you re revisit my history? Can you revisit my examination? Then, Invite your partner, your spouse, whoever is living with you, sometimes children, and say, look, I know it's an embarrassing topic, but do I snore? Mm -hmm. Right? I am afraid that I might stop breathing. Am I inattentive? Am I dozing off all the time? So all that put together will enable one to increase awareness. So I hope that this program, which was designed for this very same reason will increase people's awareness as to the entity of structural sleep apnea, how to diagnose it and how to revisit it. There's two questions that have come in. Uh, 
again it's got to do with sleep, says Salams. While it my, hus- my husband is awake most part of the night. He seems to be sleeping but continuously kicks his one leg up and down. He does, n- he does know also but not so much what could be the problem. Uh, that's the first question. And the second question, maybe you know, I'm going to link it as well. The second question is that uh, since, there's a, no, the, the, since the person stops breathing, is there any possibility of this resulting in death? And those are the two questions we can just deal with them together. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. One of the textbook concerns is the presence of sudden death in young patients and in elderly patients where they have a comorbidity of high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, and heart disease. So, yes, unfortunately, sudden death. But when it comes to that poor sleep pattern, where there is excessive leg movements, there is an entity called restless legs syndrome. Okay. Now, restless leg syndrome has multiple causes. One, it may be due to diabetes. We call it diabetic neuropathy. Mm-hmm. Two, it may be on the basis of renal disease because you can get a neuropathic symptom, restless leg. Three, it could be due to thyroid. So I don't think that we should blame restless legs, kicking of legs only with minimal snoring as obstructive sleep apnea. Look for other causes. Do a thyroid function test. Check the HbA1c which is the average sugar for the three months. Make sure that there are no rhythm disturbances. And then of course comes epilepsy, epilepsy type of presentation, you know, mm-hmm. neurological. So I hope that answers the question. Yes, I'm sure it does. Uh, and of course, the second question you've answered, you spoke of sudden death as well. Again, uh, we're going to prepare for the ad break. And uh, just to remind our listeners again that this is an interactive program. And uh, okay, you can afford to ask your questions via WhatsApp on zero uh, on zero six zero nine zero four one zero five six. I repeat, zero six zero nine zero four one zero five six. And uh, Okay, Mondi just uh, reminds me that uh, we're not taking this ad break, so we'll continue with the program. Uh, yes, uh, sorry, uh, Dr. Andy, sorry for that. Uh, you're listening to Medical Files, brought to you by the Islamic Medical Association of South Africa. The program is hosted by myself, Faisal and J. Suleiman, and our topic for discussion this evening is sleep apnea and its consequences. This is an interactive program, and you can forward to us any questions that you might have on sleep apnea via WhatsApp on 60 uh, Dr. Andrew, you know, we have heard the term high index of suspicion. Uh, of suspicion. What does the doctor mean when he speaks of IOS or high index of suspicion? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So from a medical perspective, we are now telling patients that we will look at all the symptoms, the signs, and the features presenting to us, and that will then represent to us high index of suspicion, meaning we are now concerned that in the milieu of what you presented, we have a male patient, often in the elderly age group, where there is a family history of Mm -hmm. sleep apnea, there is an obesity, there is a pendulous abdomen, there is a short neck, there is a thick neck. Uh, the person's collateral history says there's loud snoring the symptoms and signs we don't go through it but obviously we'll summarize at the end as mentioned so that now represents a high index of suspicion but that 
Hindex of suspicion is just the beginning of our investigation. Okay. Now we say to the person, fine, let's do lifestyle changes. Not easy, Faisal, not mm -hmm. easy. I know. Diet, losing weight, exercise, controlling uh, stress levels, not easy in this day and age. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they've done their best. You say to them, you do the sleep study, you've confirmed that you've got now sleep apnea. How about it that you take a trial? Now the challenge here is medical aid doesn't pay fully. Mm -hmm. for the machinery okay and if you're not on medical aid we're looking at something like 15 to 20,000 rands for the machinery over and above the test which could be five to seven thousand rands. Mm -hmm. so regrettably the challenge here is not necessarily medical it is financial okay yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, there's another question that's come through can I put uh, this all okay. questions are welcome okay says salam alaikum my mother has sleep apnea but she complains of the sleep apnea machine giving her cramps in the tummy she insists on using the oxygen concentration machine only do you have advice for her bismillahirrahmanirrahim so abdominal cramps are difficult to understand if they were muscle cramps or what we call skeletal muscle cramps, then we would start thinking of lack of either calcium, magnesium, zinc, you know, any of the substances that they may be lacking. But abdominal cramps, I'm finding hard to explain on the basis of a sleep apnea machine, unless there is a stress associated with the mask and therefore they've got abdominal colic, which is mm -hmm. not uncommon. So in that instance, if the abdominal symptoms are more like colic, then we can give them something like buscopan, mm -hmm. right? But if you've got, and many patients who are on the machine complain of body aches and pains and muscle cramps, then replace them with calcium, magnesium and zinc. Thank you for that. The other question comes again. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Does doctor know about the recall of certain Philips CPAP machines? I've been waiting for a year for a replacement machine. Is there any, any info that can be shared? Wa alaikum assalam. Unfortunately, I am not in a position to answer that question. However, if the listener sends her details or his details, Mm -hmm. through to the station, mm -hmm. I can then direct that listener to the sleep clinic or to individuals who do these studies and they can then do the research for them. Okay, um, uh, there's another question that's come through as well. Uh, it says, I'm not sure, it says salams, um, I think that's a wrong one, okay. It says salams, I was diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea in 2007, I am still using the machine acquired in 2007, do I need to upgrade and do I need to retest? Jazakallah for the question. I think from a retesting point of view, it depends on whether or not your symptoms have returned. Mm -hmm. So if on the current machine you've got no recurrence of symptoms, then that's fine. But what I do encourage the patients that I deal with is that the mask and the tubing is often frail after a year or two and so I encourage my patients and we motivate for them and medical aid is more than happy to give them a completely new set and with the current technology there are newer ones with the humidifier, humidifier I suggest that you change 
the city, uh, the, uh, the, 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 rather than the machine, change the threads. The threads. Thanks. We're going to take a break. Uh, the doctor will continue on the other side of this. There are further questions that have come through, and then I'll ask you to round up, inshallah. Inshallah. Audio stream. Solis Angler's Corner, your fishing tackle specialist. Rilam, hook, line and sinker. Visit our branches in Johannesburg, Fourways, Rustenburg, Pretoria and Fat Enochen. Call 011-493-1848 or 011-493-1452. Radio Islam signed a code of conduct with the BCCSA. Under that code, we are committed to news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programs that are not harmful to children. Does not amount to hate speech, the description of gratuitous violence, or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, inform the BCCSA. Direct any complaints in writing to BCCSA, PO Box 412-365, Craig Hall 2024. Email bccsa at napsa.co.za. Please note our new address and telephone number. Block number 8, Burnside Island Office Park, 410 Jan Smarts Avenue, Craig Hall, 2196. Telephone number 011-326-3130. Fax number 011-326-3197. For more information, visit bccsa.co.za. <laughs> Trees make life nicer. It has been shown that spending time among trees and green spaces reduces the amount of stress that we carry around with us in our daily lives. Let us preserve nature's reserve. Radio Islam International. The Islamic Medical Association of South Africa, hosted by myself, Faisal M.J. Suleiman. Medical Files is broadcast live on Radio Al-Ansar, CII Radio, Voice of the Cape, Radio 76, Sirius FM, Radio Islam and IFMP, and all of those listening to us on audio streaming and other platforms. We are discussing sleep apnea and its consequences, and our special guest is Dr. Ismail Randri, a specialist physician and a nephrologist practicing in Durban. Uh, doctor, the next question came to Salams. I was diagnosed diagnosed with sleep apnea recently. I had all the tests done already and now I was told to have an reparative surgery and what is the success rate? Shukran, I've been on antibiotics for a while and now for a while now and probiotics, please advise. That's an excellent question, Faisal. Effectively what the patient is saying is that there is a probability that he or she went through to an ear, nose and throat surgeon either they've got a septal deviation in the nasal passage or they've got enlarged tonsils or enlarged adenoids or the back soft palate area which has a triangular soft tissue called uvula so any of those is what the ENT surgeon will say to you that look for the success rate of CPAP you need to either shave off the uvula remove the adenoids and the tonsils or straighten the septum. Regrettably no one can talk about success rates in any operation but where a established ENT surgeon is advising that then I would think that they need to look carefully if they've lost weight, if they've done everything else which is non-surgical to do the surgical side otherwise you're not going to get 
the CPAP machine as effective as it would be. We have unfortunately very limited time, uh, Ismail, but uh, just one message I want to read and then there's many questions that have come through. Um, it says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided me to Dr. Randri for almost three years. I would have had, I would, I've, I would have restless nights, wake up endless, ni- endless times through the night and almost every day wake up with a headache and not forgetting the weight gain which was extremely depressing. I didn't even know that there was such a thing as sleep apnea. Alhamdulillah, since being properly diagnosed by Dr. Randri and getting a CPAP machine has made a huge difference. I won't lie, it takes getting used to, but at least I don't wake up with a heavy head and it has helped me getting a very steep through the night. I still have a long road to recovery. As I went to Dr. Randy with multiple complications, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you afia. Jazakallah khair. Dr. Randy, uh, you know, I think we've been running out of time, but I'm sure you have a take-home message for our listeners. Yeah, let me be brief on the take-home message. I think the most important thing, we started with the Quranic ayat. Now let's see what our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said and then related number one we were advised to perform wudu before sleeping mm-hmm. number two we were told to use the miswak number three we were told to sleep on the side what does the current medical literature advise us they tell us sleep hygiene is important ablution before you sleep dental hygiene that's where the miswak comes in and clearly the current advice is avoid sleeping on your back so can you see 1400 years ago we were told what is only being told now about how to manage sleep apnea please remember dear listeners chronic obstructive sleep apnea low oxygen concentration can result in hippocampus which is the part of the brain for memory shrinkage beware this is something I have to mention if I've got a minute or two. Two minutes I've got, beware medications. Avoid sleeping pills like barbiturates and benzodiazepines. Avoid alcohol. There are certain drugs like testosterone and drugs for erectile dysfunction that can uh, aggravate sleep apnea. Important is to remember that sleep apnea in summary is a condition that results in stopping of breathing whilst asleep. Collateral history is required. The brain tries its best to protect us by waking us up to restart. Subhanallah, you wake up tired, you are sleepy at the daytime, you snore at night, choking, gasping, mood changes, memory changes, restless sleep. Inshallah, if we can make the diagnosis and treat appropriately, we can more than happily. Uh, avert the complications. So Jazakallah from that perspective. Alhamdulillah. Uh, uh, Dr. Andy, I want to thank you Jazakallah for joining me on the program. The discussion has been uh, undoubtedly very, very informative and educational as well. There's many questions that have come in but unfortunately time does not permit me posing those questions to you. Some of them are also questions which we can respond to on WhatsApp and we'll, we'll do that inshallah after the program. Uh, you know, I must thank you for the sacrifice and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your efforts and your sacrifice and we reward you for same inshallah I also want to, like, I want to thank all the engineers at the various radio stations who have engineered this evening and I want to thank the listeners for tuning into Medical Files Medical Files will be back with you next Tuesday evening at 8pm inshallah ta'ala. and before I leave you I want to say to you that may you be in the care and protection of Allah SWT until we chat again from myself Faisal Suleiman Faisal MG Suleiman do enjoy the rest of your week and may you have a safe prosperous and spiritually uplifting year ahead and uh, it's assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you.